What's up, guys? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. So I always thought I was kind of weird for reading these, but I don't know. I always go onto the Bravo website before the season starts, and I kind of read, like, the intros for, like, the storylines this season for the ladies. So I figured today I would do that for the ladies of the OC. Um, So if it's your first time watching, um, which probably most of my listeners are fans and have watched for a while, but if it's your first time watching, this will be kind of helpful to see um, kind of about the ladies that are already on the show. Um, Last week for After RT, I talked about the new housewife joining. So today we'll talk about the storylines for the women that are returning um, and just what's going on with them this season. Real quick before we get into the bios for the ladies, I just want to say I did notice on Instagram that Emily, and I'm referring to OC, um, Emily unfollowed Bronwyn on Instagram. So I guess we can expect a feud with them because they were following each other and now they're not. So (laughs) there's your little, um, that's your little spill of the tea. (laughs) All right, so diving back in, we have returning housewife Gina. I believe this will be her third season correct me if I'm wrong anyways um, so her story for this season is um, after a difficult year she is happier than ever as she moves into her new town home with her boyfriend Travis and their combined six children wow tensions with the ladies arise when she hears that some of the women are criticizing her new home trying her best to co-parent Gina celebrates her daughter's birthday and invites her ex-husband and his new girlfriend oh god Meanwhile, she is faced to make a tough decision regarding her ex-husband that could change the dynamic of her family. With the coronavirus shutting down schools, Gina faces is Gina face what am I even saying? Gina faces new challenges as she struggles to homeschool the kids while facing criticism for not joining the ladies for a quarantine happy hour. First of all, I don't know why I can't speak, so sorry about that. Um here's my thing with Gina. Um she's been through a lot. Um you know, with Matt and everything, just, she's been through so much. And so I, I kind of feel like I want her to have her year. Um, and I, I just want her to be happy with her new boyfriend. Uh, I think his name is Travis, um, combined six children. Wow. Um, cause I know she has four and then he has two, or no, I'm sorry, she has three. So then he also has three. Wow. Okay. Um, I hope one thing I want to say for Gina is I hope not only does she have a better season, but I hope her and Emily are on a good track because Emily was like her best friend off of the show. And then when they got on the show, even last season, they struggled a lot. And I think Emily has a little bit of a temper. Um, You know, um, she's a little hard headed. She has a bit of a temper. But at the end of the day, she really cares for Gina. So I hope I I hope we see a different Gina this season is what I'm going to say for that. And speaking of Emily, uh, next up, here's Emily's bio. Um... With a new hip and an outlook on life, Emily experiences a rebirth in her marriage. Oh, I'm happy for her. She even lets fun Emily out and finds an unexpected ally in the group. When she is presented with an opportunity to design a bathing suit, she dives headfirst to pursue pursue her true passion. While in quarantine, Emily and Shane really lean on each other when times get tough, ultimately testing the true strength of their marriage. Oh my god, I'm so happy for her. Last season was hard to watch with her and Shane, so... um, I, yeah, I really hope that she does better um, this season, which just sounds like um, she's going to be okay. Um, my opinion on Shane, um, I don't know. I feel like he's a little bit of 
I don't know. He just, there's something about him that I just don't like. And um, I think it's just his personality. Like, I don't jive with people who are like him. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why I don't like him. I don't really know. I mean, he's kind of a weirdo. And um, he's just not very supportive of her from what they show on camera. So hopefully we'll get proven, or I will get proven wrong this season. It sounds like they're going to be in a good space. So I'm, I'm rooting for her, truly. And next up, we have Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. This is her sophomore season. Um, my Before I get into her bio, I just want to say my first impression of her, I was kind of like, I feel like she was just trying way too hard. Um, I don't know. There's something about her, again, that I just, she's just kind of odd. And I yeah, I mainly feel like she was just trying too hard. So um, we'll see how I like her this season. <laughs> In the trailer, she was, like, kind of whiny, so I'm, like, hoping that's not what happens this season. But anyways, 2020 is a year of renewal for Bronwyn as she moves into a new 8,000-square-foot home in Newport. Wow, everyone's moving to Newport. Um, celebrates 20 years of marriage to her husband, Sean, and embarks on a new journey of her own. During the lockdown, Bronwyn settles into her into parenting seven children without the help of her nannies and housekeepers. From supporting her son Jacob's desire to dress in drag to addressing the children's anxieties, Bronwyn has her hands full as she strives to give each child individual attention. As she opens up to the women about her past, she finds a common bond with new housewife Elizabeth, yet struggles to see eye to eye with some of the other ladies over her participation in local protests and her political views. And when the ladies learn that Bronwyn's friend Cherie, or Sherry spends nearly every day with her during quarantine, they begin to question her choices. I just want to say, since they, they're starting to talk about it already, um, this season's going to be really interesting because they kind of decided to film during the pandemic. I thought that they would kind of wait. Um, I know New Jersey is filming, but California is way different than New Jersey right now. So um, I have to say, I think it's going to be really, really weird watching this season, especially with how our country is divided right now and so many different... Um, political views are, are happening and you know like there's just a lot of division going on and um i don't really want to make this about politics but um it's going to be interesting to see how that plays into the real housewives because we're not used to seeing such heavily politically driven seasons i don't know i mean because even when trump was you know in the election and everything like the ladies didn't really talk about it that much on the show. I mean, I know they had a few moments on New York when that was happening, but like, it's it's not something that politics politics don't really get brought up on Housewives. So it's going to be interesting because COVID is basically politics um, in our world right now. So it will be again, it will be very interesting to see how that plays into it. Um, but with Bronwyn, um, I don't know. She strikes me as well. She's She's pretty liberal, I guess, because, you know, her son and, you know, drag and everything, which is great. But um, I know a few of the other women who are not so liberal, so this is going to be interesting for sure. <laughs> Speaking of women who are not so liberal, um, moving on, we have Kelly. <laughs> Kelly's very vocal about her feelings on coronavirus, which is really interesting for somebody who's, um, you know, in the public eye. I feel like you would be more so against the, you know, staying home and making sure that everybody's, you know, wearing their masks and everything. She's kind of like, the virus is dead, this and this and that. She's one of those. And um, so it's it's really, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, here we go. Starting the year off on a high following her engagement to Fox News reporter Rick Leventhal, 
Kelly is eager to settle into their new home in Newport. Oh, okay, she's moving to Newport too, as she waits for him to officially get transferred to the LA Bureau. During stay-at-home orders, Kelly makes waves among the ladies when she jet-sets around the country visiting New York City, the Hamptons, and Miami. Oh, God. In addition to maintaining a long-distance relationship, Kelly is busy juggling her business-positive beverage, planning her upcoming nuptials, and parenting her 14-year-old daughter, Jolie. As the election looms, Kelly's political beliefs and tone-deaf jokes threaten her relationships with the women. Yeah, I was afraid about that. Um, Kelly is kind of like Brandy in the sense where she's kind of a loose cannon. And um, yeah, but Kelly's just such an interesting one. I don't know. It's going to be weird to see her interact with these ladies on a political level. Um, Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. And lastly, we have Shannon, who is um, the oldest on the show now um, because they got rid of all the OGs. Sad about that. But um, anyways, Shannon starts 2020 off in complete bliss with her boyfriend, John, and a new place to call home for her and her three daughters in Newport. Oh, my God. Another one in Newport. As the sole member left in the Tres Amigas, Shannon makes peace with Kelly. Oh, but quickly gets herself into hot water with a few of the ladies. When the news of coronavirus hits, it brings her anxiety to all-time high and causes tension between her and John when a division arises over house rules and the kids during lockdown. Shannon's worst fears eventually come to fruition when she learns that along with her three daughters, she too has contracted COVID-19. She documents their journey to recovery on her cell phone. Shannon has been keeping herself busy working on her Real for Real food line, while also preparing to send her eldest daughter, Sophie, to college during the pandemic. Um, yeah, I kind of, I was following Shannon for a while and then I kind of unfollowed her and it was kind of sad to see that, you know, they got COVID. Um, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, it could happen to anybody and, you know, there's a lot of people struggling during this time. Obviously, Shannon and her family are blessed to be able to fight COVID and, and they're they're back in, back in action and ready to go. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely serious. So um, yeah, and I mean, of course, she would get it, the person with the most anxiety in the group and everything. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see what this, I'm, you know, regardless of my feelings towards the casting and what happened, I'm, I'm still looking forward to, you know, a fresh start with these women and seeing what they come up with. Hopefully it's, you know, not too much. I mean, I still feel like we need some OGs back on there, but I guess we'll have to see how this season plays out. So Lydia McLaughlin, who was on um, Real Housewives of Orange County for a couple seasons, um, she, I guess, is getting her own show now on Bravo. I don't know if it's like a web series or what it is, but it's with her mom. And um, she was recently on Bravo's The Daily Dish, um, and she was talking about um, where she stands with Vicky, Tamara, and Shannon, uh, whom she was pretty close with on the show. Um so she was asked how she feels about Tamara and Vicky not returning to OC, and she said, I felt like it was a long time coming, honestly. I think it's a good switch up. I'm excited to see what the cast does. She also said, I love Vicky, and I ran into her a couple times, and I think it's good for her. I think she's ready to leave. She has a successful relationship. She has an engagement. She has a daughter. She's a grandmother. I think that she has a lot going on. I do know that Tamara, she's not letting it go. She's still talking about it. I just feel bad for her. It's kind of like, okay, you need to move on and do something else. She's talking about the next season, and I think it's a little, it sounds pathetic. Shannon and Tamara have both, 
uh, Shannon and Tamara both have blocked me, so I don't know what's going on in their lives. I don't know. Maybe they've unblocked me now. I haven't checked lately. So that's what she said on um, Bravo's The Daily Dish. And um, I don't think Vicky said anything, nor did Shannon, but Tamara did respond on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, and this is what she said. Please don't feel sorry for me, sweet Christian girl. I'm doing fine. I have two companies. Um, and then she she put the link of the companies in there. Um, at Vena CBD and then Cut Fitness OC. Um, a real estate license, four kids, granddaughter, an amazing husband, and a new TV show in the works. Not an online series that I had to pay for myself. I watched one of your episodes, the one where you talk about empowering women and lifting them up. And then she put the eye roll emoji. Great episode, hypocrite. I truly wish you all the luck in the world and that you become extremely famous like you've always desired. I hope this helps. Let it go, dot, dot, dot. After I choose, or after I chose not to take a limited role and to be home full time with my kids to deal with some devastating health issues we are facing as a family, how dare you judge me? After 12 years on Bravo, of course I get asked to do interviews, podcasts, radio shows almost daily. Clearly... They asked me about my time on The Housewives. What's next for me to what's next for me and my family and my businesses? Sorry that bothers you. What's truly pathetic is your judgment and lies. It's funny that the people that know you the least always have the most to say. If anyone needs to move on, it's you. Here's your 15 minutes of fame. Enjoy. By the way, Vicky don't love you. <laughs> um kind of funny i don't know it seems like it was on instagram but I, I never caught the post i just kind of screenshotted that um yeah i mean i i feel like tamra's definitely moved on she's kind of she doesn't really talk about it that much anymore she's more focused on everything else that she's got going on plus i did hear that there is um because she kept hinting at a tv show i hear that there is a real housewives all-star cast that is um in the works and she was supposed to be in on it and i believe bethany was on or I, I could be totally making that up but um i know that there was that in works and she confirmed that so um but i guess the um travel restrictions with covid got in the way so i don't know if they have like an update on that or anything but i will let you guys know if i hear anything more on that as far as her and lydia goes i mean lydia really I think she's just sharing her opinion. I don't really feel like she means any harm. She was kind of away from all the drama, but um, yeah, hopefully, um, I you know, I wish her well on her Bravo show. I, I don't really care to watch her on a show because I didn't really care for her on OC, but good luck to her. Well, that was all my OC um, fill-in for you guys, and let's move on to Beverly Hills now. Uh, nothing major going on in Beverly Hills drama right now, but I do want to uh, talk about the whole thing because it kind of blew up a little bit after on the first reunion episode and um, I wanted to talk about it. So um, Kyle Richards has now come forth and addressed the calling out Garcelle at the reunion for not paying the $5,000 donation. Um, so first off, I want to say what Garcelle said. So Garcelle um, explains why her donation like quote unquote fell through the cracks. Um, so on her Instagram stories, um, she kind of just explained her side of the story and said, um, I want to take a few moments to say my piece, if you will. Um, you guys know that I'm a straight shooter. I say it like it is. I try to speak my truth always. I got called out at the reunion of Beverly Hills saying that I bid for a charity event and did not pay for it. I hope you guys know me better than that. It fell through the cracks in assembly. I was traveling all over the world last year and it innocently fell through the cracks. Uh, why wouldn't I pay for something that I bid? 
this is my character, this is my integrity. I don't play around when it comes to things like that. I wanted to set the record straight. I know that the show is about drama, but when it comes to who I am as a person, I don't play around with things like that. There I said it, and now let's go on with the show. Um, so that was what Garcelle had to say, and then Kyle did respond to it, so I'll tell you guys what she said in a minute. Um, personally, uh, in my opinion, uh, I think it was kind of messy for Kyle to come out and accuse her of that when she obviously didn't know what had happened, um, judging by her response. Well, let me just tell you what she said first. Um, so Kyle said, I would like to address my calling out Garcelle at the reunion over her not paying her donation to Children's Hospital LA. Uh, to be clear, everyone who made a donation at my event paid that night. There were multiple attempts to reach out to Garcelle that were left unanswered. My point was to just be genuine. Don't do things for don't do things just for the cameras whether it is picking an unwarranted fight with me or making a donation to a charity that is very important to my family and me there was zero pressure to donate garcelle has since paid her donation and i'm grateful to her and the others that helped us raise almost half a million dollars from that night so yeah uh i I don't think kyle should have called her out like that i thought that was really inappropriate because it really didn't have anything to do with what they were talking about and um uh, it's like obviously Garcelle came forth and said I was traveling and it, it you know I I wasn't on my phone or whatever the case may be but at the end of the day it got paid it might not not gotten paid that night but who cares I mean the money was donated um, you know that should be your only concern I, I don't think it should be a matter of like paying that second or whatever as long as she paid I mean who cares right it doesn't it doesn't make a difference to me and it just makes Kyle look kind of stupid. Also, I did catch on Teddy's Instagram story that um, some, you know, she had her um, followers asking her questions and stuff. Um, so one of her followers asked, are you happy Denise has left the show? And so Teddy responded to that by saying, not surprised. I don't know when and why the decision was made, but anytime one person wants to be the star of a show and control how they are portrayed when it's about showing the truth as an ensemble, it doesn't end well. I wish her the best and hope she is thriving and happy. I also hope she stops referring to herself in the third person, but I guess I have to let that part go. Hashtag bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. (laughs) Um, Well, I do want to also say that I read something for how Andy, um, I believe it was on a blog on Bravo, or maybe it was like page six or something. I I really don't know. Um, But I did read it somewhere where um, Andy had come out and said that uh, Denise was going to be back for the second se- for her third season, um, but they couldn't reach an agreement on their contract. I'm assuming it. I'm, I'm assuming it had to do with something and money, um, but I could be completely wrong. It could be that um, you know she needs to stop saying bravo, bravo, fucking bravo, or I don't know. Like it could be something how um, that you know she can't keep controlling the edits or or whatever. She can't you know kind of try to get the edit that she wants. I, I really don't know. Um, so it could be a list of anything, but what Andy has said is they, they couldn't reach an agreement on a contract. So um, it, it's kind of disappointing because Denise, like I said, was really good for ratings. And um, she's also just a good person to have on the show because she's a, you know, a working celebrity, but she's also, you know, a real mom. So I, I think that's something cool to show on the on Beverly Hills specifically so it's kind of a bummer at the end of the day I know some of you are probably like eh whatever but I I truly liked her on the show so I it's still 
I'm still mourning a loss over the fact that she's not going to be on the show. So, Well, more news in Beverly Hills. Um, Andy Cohen was on um, the Daily Dish podcast, and he was interviewed about um, over the whole Denise departure thing, amongst other things. But um, the Denise departure got brought up. And um, he kind of explained why he's upset over it. He said, um, and I quote, I'm kind of living in that sadness. Um, he also went on to say that um, he, he, he basically had nothing but kind things to say about Denise. Um, he said she's fun, she's airy, she's beautiful. Um, and I think he said that, um, so it's, uh, he also addressed why it seems like Denise hadn't want, hasn't wanted to discuss some of the rumors surrounding her this season. Um, and he kind of said that, um, she's answering her truth. She has a family and kids. Um, he also said, so, I mean, whatever happened or didn't happen, I would imagine that it's something that maybe it's something that she really didn't care to discuss on a television show. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it really goes back to, um, just the, the whole main question, you know, about with Denise and, in my opinion, I just think regardless if this is like, you know, we're supposed to be talking about our lives, um, you know, this isn't something that just gets brought up, you know what I mean? Like, um, this isn't reality per se, you know, that, that a wife is, it's just not, I don't think it's reality. And I think it was kind of, um, I mean, consider the source with Brandy and everything. It it was clearly a lot more calculated than it's, than it was played out to be and so I feel like at this point um I I think Andy gets it I I don't think he wants to you know I don't think he was trying to get Denise off the show per se I mean it sounds from from what he sounded like on the Daily Dish it sounded like he was still kind of upset over the whole thing and how he you know he was really looking forward to having her on the show um and it was kind of like I told you guys earlier like it's just um it's just kind of sad because, you know, she was only on for two seasons now, and uh, it's sad that this is what kind of tore her apart. Interestingly enough, um, there was a lot of housewives from past and present that were coming forth and talking about the whole Denise and Brandy situation. I think they were just weighing in on all the drama. And um, I actually did catch a tweet from Bethany uh, Frankel from New York. Um, she, this is her what she had to say on um, Twitter. I haven't seen, but I've heard. I know and like at Denise Richards. She should live her life, but she is on a reality show where someone's always winning and someone's losing. In the words of the wise prophet at Caroline Manzo, you know, shout out, uh, shout out Caroline Manzo. I miss her. Um, if you hang out with trash, you start to smell like garbage. Um, <laughs> that's a funny quote. Um, I don't think, I, I think Bethany is kind of on Denise's side. Um, but what she's saying is she should live her life, um, you know, because she's saying she's on she's on a reality show where someone's always winning and someone's losing. Um, I don't think she's necessarily like not siding with Denise, but I think she's also telling her like, you know, part of being on a reality show is someone's always going to be picked on. Because um, I know everyone's like it's a reality show we're supposed to be talking about our real lives, but you know, Denise is saying that this it, this didn't happen, and as of right now, I still believe her. So. Um, I think Bethany is kind of saying like, you know, you kind of have to like, you know, next season, just move on. Like if you, if she was to say, you kind of have to just move on, um, because someone's always winning and someone's losing. So I I thought that was, that was, um, uh, a really good like word to the wise from a, from a housewife who's been on, um, 
you know, for many seasons. Um, I think that was a good advice, but obviously, you know, Denise is done now. So I, I'm really waiting for her to come out and kind of give a statement because she still hasn't posted anything on Instagram or or Twitter or whatever. So I'm, I'm hoping she gives kind of a statement maybe um, this week after the reunion. I don't know. I guess we'll see. So Garcelle um, basically confirmed that she's returning to Real Housewives uh, for season 11, which is great. Um, I honestly wasn't expecting that. I thought she would kind of leave after Denise, but um, I don't know. Maybe it's working out in her favor. Um, She was recently on the Jenny McCarthy Show podcast, and she hinted at returning, but basically gave it away. Um, I guess Jenny had asked her how she felt about Lisa Renna. And Garcelle said that they have to work on that. And then she went on to explain that she would prefer to sit down and have that conversation with Lisa to move on and clear the air. Um, And then Jenny then asked whether one of the women reached out to her um, since the reunion taping. And she said, no, I think we're probably going to wait and do it on camera. Um, So that basically, you know, gave that away that she's going to be returning. And I think um, the filming is set to begin in about a month so um yeah so season 11 should start filming soon um which is pretty quick um hopefully we um kind of get some i feel like a lot of the issues were left unresolved so um i guess we'll have to see how the reunion goes um tomorrow night and then we'll just have to kind of see um who's returning and who's not but um yeah i'm really excited to see garcelle back on the show um i think she added a great dynamic and yeah i'm interesting to see what's gonna happen next season Um, One last quick thing um, before we move on from Beverly Hills. I did catch um, on the, um, it's called the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast with David Yontef. Um, He had um, uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills alum um, Catherine Edwards on. If you guys remember her, she was like a one season wonder um, who was like kind of close friends with um, Nicole Brown Simpson or whatever. Um, Anyway, she was on the podcast and she said, she was talking about um, LVP and she said that um, I, this is her quote, I don't think that Lisa wanted to get off the housewife show. I think that she felt that she had to play her hand and I think she tried to stay on it to some degree with some of the things that I know of. She also said um, she asked for some specific things that the show wasn't going to give her to make it better so she can save face and she walked away. But she, in my opinion, kind of got a little big, or excuse me, kind of got a little too big for her, the ensemble cast. And she did produce, she did try to control the storylines. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you know me, you know how I feel about LVP. I think she's kind of a snake and um, it was kind of her time to go in a way. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't really feel like Catherine like knew her that much to like have that much of an opinion on her, but there's the tea for that. <laughs> Alrighty, and I have some quick news from New York. Um, Sonia Morgan's um, clothing line, which Sonia by Sonia Morgan, um, it was, I guess, closed from Century 21. I'm not sure if, like, they just kind of broke their deal or what happened, but um, there was just a response from Sonia um, from page six, um, and she said, I found a family there and a home for my collection. All these years I was looking for the right place. Um, Sonia said that she felt like the rug had been pulled from under her and she added that she turned down other retailers but felt safe with Century 21. Um, Sonia said she's most disappointed that she's not going to be able to follow through on a plan to take people in and need on shopping sprees. 
Um, I was, and then this is what she, uh, quote from her, I was going to be chief lifestyle officer taking people on shopping sprees, helping people who have gone through a hard time before the pandemic. Um, she said that she added shopping sprees would have also been able to help people transition through hard times in their life and to provide wardrobes for people who need to get a leg up on a job interview or folks who are going through a sex change coming out or coming back from the military. Um, she said, I was going to be helping people at this point in my life. That's what I was looking forward to. It was going to be soul food to make me feel better on a day-to-day -day level. It was not just about raising millions. I was going to go on a day-to-day -day level with Century 21 and help people with a $500 shopping spree. Um, it's kind of disappointing that she didn't get to do that, I guess. Um, you know, with Sonia, it's, it's always kind of been like, you know, she's always done like all these things and you don't even... Like, she's always, like, doing all these things, but you don't know what they are, you know? And I feel like this was, like, that one thing that we knew that she was doing, and it's, like, kind of just fell through the cracks. I don't know if maybe she's just a difficult person to work with or for. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's kind of sad, you know? Not much going on in New York, but I did catch um, Leah. Um, she had a response for Dorin uh, Dorinda's exit, um, saying that uh, Dorinda is going to be fine. Um, she said, I was definitely shocked, but at the same time, I feel like anything goes. Um, so this was said on an interview with um, the Jenny McCarthy show. Um, she said, nothing should shock you because at the end of the day, everyone is just as good as their last season. You never know if you're obviously, oh, you never know if you're on the chopping block or not. Obviously, she had a difficult season, so I guess it's not that shocking. But at the same time, it is because... It is because she's beloved and she's great on TV. She's great on TV, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, um, she's not going to be on this season. Um, she said, Leah said she talked to Dorinda over the phone after the news broke and said she was coping and said how she was coping with the firing. She seemed great. She seemed okay. She was being very honest about the whole thing. Look, I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm also relieved in some ways. So Leah said she's going to be fine. Um... I think Dorinda's going to miss the show. I mean, obviously, if she said, I'm not thrilled about it, but she's relieved. Um, yeah, I mean, Leah said it pretty well. Um, you're only as good as your last season. So, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. But, um, yeah, I'm going to miss Dorinda. I know a lot of you guys probably, um, you know, think she was kind of annoying and played out. But I think, um, again, I'm a very sentimental person, and I'm just going to miss her, okay? <laughs> And real quick, I do have some news for Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, I had saved this from uh, last month, and since this fight is coming up, I figured I would um, bring it out. So um, Karen Huger was on an episode of TV Talk talking to Hollywood Life, um, and this is um, just a clip of the interview um, that's in specifics to Monique and Candace, um, the fight between them. So she said, um, I can say for me personally that it was very painful. Um, these two women are my friends and to see that happen it was very painful for me to see this and you can imagine the position it put me in if you're truly a ride or die girlfriend which I am I had to be objective and that was very challenging and you guys will have to stay tuned and I did my best no one is perfect and I did my best in handling the situation and I stand by what I did it's based upon the viewer how they perceive it I don't think it's the biggest fight in housewives history I think it's right up I think it's right up there with it though um, so yeah, uh, she also goes on to say, you will see me play into that role, but you will also see me go, uh, when the mother hen cannot teach the chickens, 
you've got to let your hands go and do the best you can do. And I decided just to stand my ground and be true to myself and how I raise my children. I wanted them to be proud with how I handled the situation because it does reflect to the younger generation how to handle conflict. What do you do and what do you do as a friend who's caught in the middle of that and I'm proud of what I did. It had a devastating effect on the cast. You just have to stay tuned and see. There were people who were... Sorry. There were people who were for one another... Oh, what is what does this mean? Oh, there were people who were for one and not the other. It was a hot mess and painful to watch, but at the same time, understandably. We had to take this step by step as a group to work through it and get to the other side of it. My thing was to try and love both of these women through this because I saw them as casualties, not the women taking sides on the show. So you'll see that too. Um, I don't know. I mean, if anything in this whole fight thing, I'm the last thing I'm going to be worried about is you know, how Karen Huger handled herself. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I will be, but um, this looks to be like kind of a bad fight only because um, the women on social media are kind of not interacting with each other as much as I thought they would be. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I don't know who's still following each other. I'd have to look that up, but um, uh, just a random thought that um, Giselle had her birthday party the other day and the only women from the show that were there were Robin, obviously, um, and Wendy and Ashley. Um, and then I think Charisse was there. So, uh, but Monique wasn't there. Karen wasn't there. Um, and Candace wasn't there. So, um, definitely going to be interesting to see how the dynamic changes. Um, I don't know. This looks like a really bad fight. And I think it's, I think Andy said it was episode eight. So, um, that's going to be not not this not um this episode but the week after i don't know um yeah i don't even know what episode we're on but anyways um this should be really really interesting um i don't know but like i said last thing i'm concerned about is what how karen huger holds herself in this whole situation <laughs> so i'm actually not caught up on atlanta i know it's shocking but um I'm actually on season 11, so I really need to catch up. But um, so the ladies have begun filming for, I guess that would be season 13. Yeah, season 13. Um, but I did catch some news um, going on in Atlanta. I guess Portia uh, was seen twerking at a protest. And um, and I guess she was, I, I don't know, she said, she, well, I'll just read to you her response. <laughs> Um, she said, y'all, you all have really lost your mind. If you can possibly believe I was dancing on a cop before being arrested for peacefully protesting for our beloved Breonna Taylor, I was actually picking up my water and had no idea who was behind me. Whoever took this pic and sent, sent it to Reddit with this headline, you should be ashamed of yourself. Shake my head, sad. Anyway, I guess I shouldn't have addressed this, but I'm human too, and this is cut. And this is a cause close to my heart. I will not be discredited with foolishness. I stand for justice and I will continue to demand justice for Breonna Taylor. Um, yeah, so basically she was protesting and I guess, yeah, she dropped her water. Um, and it kind of, like from the picture, if you guys saw it online, was it kind of looked like she was like right up against a cop. So, um, I mean, clearly if she's saying she wasn't, then, I mean, people are just being nasty. But... Um, yeah, and then also, if you didn't know, she was um, arrested for um, protesting, for peacefully peacefully protesting, I should add. Um, and I think she's since been released. But um, 
Yeah, so um, I don't know. Portia's kind of like, um, I mean, obviously she's standing up for rights and stuff, but um, my general opinion of Portia is just kind of like, um, I don't know. I feel like she's just kind of like a know-it-all type girl, uh, doesn't like to, you know, take responsibility for things, but props to her for going out there and protesting. That's awesome. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of After Hour Tea. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you are enjoying um, the After Hour Tea editions. Um, this has been super fun um, to do for you guys. I um, will try to do these as often as I can. I'm thinking of releasing them every Tuesday um, just because there's no Housewife show on Tuesdays. So it'd be kind of like a good time to catch up on all the drama that's going on in Housewife world. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes are here. As always, send me a voice message if you have any questions or any drama you'd like me to address. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.